Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Coming through the door I think we've met somewhere before Hello, love Howdy Hello, love Hi there Where in the world have you been so long? I missed you so since you've been gone Hello, love Always miss you, my friend, when you are not around Make yourself feel right at home I hope you plan on staying long Come in, love Come on in. Make yourself right at home. Set a spell, as I often say, and join us for the next hour and, uh, what, 40, 50 minutes or so here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 8, 10, 10 minutes after the hour. The big gig is underway. You're welcome to join me on the phone line, the 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. Uh, I lost this text here. Um I mentioned, I said last hour, artist Robert Earl Keane, the song Merry Christmas with the Family. I think I got that out. I said that. And then the texture goes on to say, okay, that's a song. Try not, K-N-O-T-T. I thought maybe it was Don Knotts. Try not to be confused and just play it, okay? Question mark, question mark. Then the next one, apparently I offended him because I've told you about this song four times and you act like you're reading Japanese. The text didn't fully make sense. I got the song. I got the artist. I got it. I passed it on to Bob. I can't guarantee he'll do anything with it. Um, but uh, it, it just the text was a little bit off base. So, you know, that's wasn't Japanese, but, uh, you know, it was a little hard to understand. The, the, your grammar there wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be. But that's okay. It's all right. It's okay. I got the message. Uh, anything else here? I thought um, there was something else here. Guess that's it. All right, uh, join us here on the Frio Stack Auction Service text line or phone line if you'd like to. 33, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 28 at the Highlands, 20 in Elm Grove, 29 uh, here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Going to be sunny, high of 50 today, uh, sunny and in the 50s tomorrow. Rain comes in on Sunday, and the weekend's going to be rainy. Could be very rainy, and maybe some of the showers might turn into snow showers at some point during the course of the early part of next week. So that's what you have um, to look forward to. When I come back from vacation, Bob, I'm going to bring my Fred McMurray sweater because it's cold in here again. Don't you think it's cold in here again? Howard, it's always cold in here. I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's always down, cold. Man, I, I am particularly cold today. I don't know what it is. You're going to uh, dig out your pipe? Yeah, well, I might, you know. Just... Might, that might keep you warm if you have a fire. And... Well, you know, I tell you what, you bring your cigar, I'll bring my pipe. No. <laughs> I'm going to take a break from a cigar for a while, Howard. I'm a little queasy. But I will I will bring my uh, my Fred McMurray sweater in so I can uh, bundle up uh, when, uh, when I need to. Uh, or, or maybe we can uh, have the uh, furnace turned on, Howard. Wow. How's that for a thought? Wow. What? There's an idea. How about that? We can actually get the heat in the building? Yes, already? actually have heat. Uh, well, it is almost January. Maybe we can get that. All right. A poll asked people if Santa Claus had a nationality, which country would Santa Claus be from? Hmm. What do you think? What do you think? 
Thought it was like Norway, something like that. Ding, 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 ding. Give the boy a Dewey That's button. Right. The number one choice was Norwegian. He is Norwegian. Top answer. Fifteen uh, percent said Canadian. Eh? Hey, I, I'm not quite sure. I, I guess Canada, close. You know, it's up north. So I. That's a song for us. Uh, Santa was a hockey player, Howard. <laughs> like that. Six percent said uh, Santa Claus was American. You know that because the people go American. Everybody's American. If he's an important person, he's an oh, he's got to be an American. Uh, another six percent though said Russian. Um, Uh-oh. Okay, all right. And thirty-one uh, percent said uh, some other country. Uh, Norwegian. I mean, the the legend of Santa Claus came from that part of the world, Nor- Norway. So you were right, and that was the number one. Uh, number one. I thought he was North Polean. Do they celebrate Christmas in Russia? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. see a lot of Christmas cheer over there, Howard. Well, I, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, you know, Putin. When I see him around lately in pictures and stuff, he doesn't look like he's got a Christmas smile on his face. He doesn't have that ugly uh, Christmas sweater on, Howard. No, uh, he doesn't. Not feeling it. <laughs> Isn't that not? Uh, BuzzFeed has a holiday themed "Never Have I Ever." You know, "Never Have I Ever." Blah blah blah. Uh, 26% of people say they have never peeked at a present before Christmas Day. Hmm. Did you when you were a kid? No. I, my mom would have beat me to death, so okay. I, I didn't, didn't even think about that. I tried, but never. I wasn't very good at it, and the, my parents held them pretty good. 39% say they have never re-gifted anything. Did you ever re-gift? No. I have re-gifted. I mean, not... I mean, it's not because it's just some, sometimes I look around and say, "Oh, this is I don't I have two of these. I'll give one away." All right, uh, and forty-eight uh, percent say they have never forgotten to buy gifts for someone. I cannot say it. I mean, I I have far too often forgotten somebody. Yeah, I've uh, I've forgotten because I wait to the last minute, and then you and then you forget. Then what do you do? Yeah, yeah, yep. Sixty-eight uh, percent say they have never gone caroling. Well, I've never done that. I've never gone caroling. I mean, I sing carols, uh, but I've never like gone. You've never been invited with a group to walk around no. and uh, sing. How? I wonder no. why that is. Because you like to sing. How? I do. I would be good at that. You know, oh, holy night. The... Maybe I we can put do that. maybe we can put something together next year. The watchdog carols. Oh, I like that. We could go caroling, caroling around the town. You and Lola, Donnie, the Pine Room yes. Boys. Oh, I like this. This could be good. We would, we would, uh, we would just go caroling around the construction zone and uh, get people something happy to come to downtown. I'll run the board, Howard. I'm not going. You're not going to come and do some caroling <laughs> nah. with us. Uh, anything else here on this? Fifty-five percent of Americans believe the concept of New Year's resolutions is outdated. I used to make them just for fun. I don't even pretend anymore. See, I think that's your fault. I mean, it gives you the perfect timing. You're going into the new year. It's it's it's, it's incredible timing, but people just don't uh, just don't stick with it. I guess. Seventy percent say they would like to have a different approach to New Year's resolutions, like making more incremental lifestyle changes. One of the problems with New Year's resolutions is, uh, it's I'm going to lose two hundred pounds. Well, unrealistic. Unrealistic. You might say I'm going to start eating healthier, and then you can begin that way. So, but I, I used to, I used to make them just kind of almost for fun. But I don't even, I don't even pretend anymore. But see, I'm one of those guys. I need incentive. Either maybe going to the beach, going somewhere where I want to look nice. I can really stay disciplined, and I have going into the new year. It, it works for me. Not, not a long, long time, but it, it works. It gets me on track. Well, I mean, the concept is a good one. If you if you give yourself a goal, and New Year's is a good time to do it, a starting point, um, then, it, I mean, it, it makes sense. I just, um, I've never done that. 
Uh, Howard, if you were to go caroling, someone would have to drive you house to house. Well, that's okay. just cruel. That's well, just, maybe a golf cart. You know, we get you around, Howard. I, I can use a golf cart. And let's see. What else do I have in these little surveys here uh, before I move on? Three, you know, when Christmas decorations first start showing up, Walmart is often one of the first ones, and you begin on social media or in a restaurant or something, you hope he's, I can't believe they've got the Christmas decorations up already. 3% of the people surveyed say they think a retailer should keep holiday decorations up all year round. That defeats the purpose. It does. You know, that takes away. And, and boy, the Pine Room Boys said it best earlier in the week, Howard. You know, they were talking about, you know, festive. Christmas is clumping close. Everywhere you go, you see Christmas until you walk in the studio. <laughs> you wouldn't even know it was December by the by the looks of this place, Howard. Look, Look around. There's nothing. There's nothing. We don't even, we don't even bow in here. Outside the window, there's a reef. <laughs> And up in the front lobby, we've got a couple yeah, a little of bit out there. But as far as the studios, we are the. You're right. This uh, this is the least festive. I've never. Th- this is the least festive studio I've ever been in. It's uh, yeah. It doesn't say anything at all about Christmas. There is no Santa Claus. There's no uh, pictures. There's no uh, mistletoe. And if if you went by our bumper music, you'd think we just absolutely hate Christmas. <laughs> well, if you go by today's bumper music, that's for sure. Finally, on these surveys that I have here for you, uh, we talked about this from our local folks more importantly than AccuWeather. And we know what Adam thinks about AccuWeather. What do you call him? AccuPoop or something? Anyway. He ain't too crazy about him. According to AccuWeather, uh, we will not be having a white Christmas. Zach Petty has already told us that from the Big 7 WTF TV. So little, little holiday tidbits for you there. Joe Manchin's got his holiday plans. He's going on tour. The winter tour is coming up. I'll tell you about it next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Hi, Dave Wilson filling in for Hoppy Kerchival on Metro News Talk Line. My run in the big chair will come to an end tomorrow. Hoppy will be back on Monday. But before all of that, we have to get in Steam Release, your weekly opportunity to get it all off your chest and vents going into the weekend. Steam Release at 1133 Talk Line at 10.06 on these Metro News radio stations. We'll talk to you then. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Looking to buy or sell a home? For a reliable, experienced agent that has been serving the Tri-State area for over 30 years, contact Denise Pavlik, Realtor Salesperson with Paul Associates in the Glendale Marshall County office at 304-281-5250. What if your bank offered new checking and savings accounts with a very low balance required, online bill pay, and debit cards issued right away? I would like that. What if that bank had extended hours every business day and were open on Saturdays and most holidays? That's incredible. And if all their accounts had low fees or no fees? That's money in the bank. The right bank. Open your checking and savings account at Main Street Bank. You deserve a bank this good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. He's a jolly old man with a big white beard. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe with 10,000 watts of power. 
good. Rudolph's nose was frosty and it didn't give much light. Santa had his little elves to shine it up so bright. Prancer and the others are dancing to and fro. And they know Christmas time is near cause it shined up Rudolph's nose. <laughs> Christmas time's a coming through winter wonderland. Everyone is happy down to Frosty the old snowman. Rudolph's nose is shining bright. It looks just like a star. It'll help Santa find you no matter where you are. I gotta tell you, I actually kind of like this. This isn't nearly as bad as the other ones. It's a little hee-haw version there, a little hoedown version there. It sounds like it. You know, I can feel, I can feel that of the barn dance sort of thing. You know, that's a, Rudolph's nose is being shined up. Is that what that is? He got it all shined up. Got to shine up his nose. Right. Well, at least his red nose is getting is there from being shined up and not from you know other stuff. So. I saw a couple shiny noses last night in my in my uh, John around Moundsville. And how was your nose? Uh, my nose was good. I kept my nose clean because I didn't want to have a uh, conversation with uh, Chief Longwell on my way home, Howard. <laughs> I got you. All right. So that seriously, what, that wasn't so bad. That song wasn't so bad. This is the. The theme today is kind of really bad Christmas music. That and the name bad. of this tune is, Howard, They Shined Up Rudolph's Nose, and that's the Johnny Horton version. Johnny Horton. Yeah, there you go. Johnny Horton, wasn't he uh, north to Alaska? North to Alaska, yeah. North to Alaska, going north, the rushes on. All right. How did I know that, by the way? Where'd that come from? That's uh, a... Uh, probably his biggest hit. I don't think this did one very well, Howard, so yeah, you had to remember something. <laughs> uh, from the Hill newspaper... Senator Joe Manchin said Tuesday he has not decided on his political future, but he is about to launch a two-month winter tour to determine whether there is a national movement for a third-party ticket, quoting the senator uh, at the Wall Street Journal CEO Council Summit this week. I start in January. I'll be two months on the road. And all we're trying to do is mobilize people like myself who feel, they're, who feel they are homeless, politically homeless. Now listen to this next thing. I don't recognize the Democratic Party. That's a bold statement. That sounds like fighting words. I don't recognize the Democratic Party, and I have a D by my name. I have a lot of Republicans that don't recognize the Republican Party that have R's by their name. I don't know if there's a movement. I really don't. So January... Begins the senators. I mean, it's a serious question. I don't know if this story later on will tell me. Is he going to get like a bus and do like a travel around the country on a bus? And yeah, I would picture like a, a Winnebago yeah, with uh, like his uh, his name and stop around. in you know some little podunk town along the way. And, and they'll go who set up a <laughs> set up a podium and say, "Attention, I'd like to talk to you all. Come here." And or, you are yeah. Or maybe he'll go uh, like the, you see more often in New Hampshire and places like that. Maybe he'll just go drive into some small town and well, stop think, at the local tavern or bar or restaurant. I think that's a great question. What kind of itinerary he has, Howard? Does he have the cities uh, planned out, or is he just going to wing it, just going to head in a certain direction? If it looks good, he'll pull over. Doesn't seem to be uh, – the story I have in front of me here from the Hill newspaper doesn't seem to give us anything, except that he will start his winter tour. Yes. That's his phrase, winter tour in January, two-month winter tour, looking for people who are politically homeless. But he didn't say where he's going to start it. Didn't say that. Huh? Pressed on a political uh, on a potential third party run, which has been talked about a lot. Mansion said, "Yes, I don't know. <laughs> ah, I don't know. We'll see." Uh, the reason I won't make a prediction, I can tell you, is there might be a movement. There might not be a movement. 
That depends. I don't know. I would never be a spoiler. I've never been a spoiler in anything. I can get into if I get into something, I get in to win. Um, Manchin dismissed a question about low polling numbers when respondents were asked about a theoretical Manchin presidential bid. He said probably it was a bad poll. Okie dokie. I haven't uh, I haven't said a word. I haven't been on the road. I haven't done anything. He added, I can't offer anything more than I'm about to start my tour. All right, let me ask you this then. Yes. If by chance, I've been saying this for some time, Biden and Trump are not on the ticket. Does Joe Manchin have as good a chance as anybody? I, the way you phrase it, I think yes, probably. Because there I mean, he's are, getting out there. there I mean, I, I don't think he has much of a chance. But, but I don't think any, at this stage of the game, I don't know if there's any Democrat that has a chance if Biden were to get out. And I don't, I, I disagree that he will get out, but I don't disagree with you that he might get out. I think that's still possible. Um, but the way you phrase does Manchin have as good a chance as anybody? Yeah, he's probably better than some. He's got name recognition. Good or bad, he's got name recognition. All right, we had a poll not too long ago. He was the least liked senator in the country, uh, border to border, coast to coast. But he's not but, running for senate. But but he's got he's got name recognition. Joe Manchin. People people know who he is. So, um, I can't see. Well, was not going to get into this too much today, but I I just can't see Manchin mounting a presidential campaign. I can see him doing his tour, and I can see him giving speeches, and I can see him trying to gather the politically homeless. I like that phrase, by the way, the politically homeless. Uh, I'm going to use that more often. I, I like. I can see him trying to gather the politically homeless together into some kind of coalition. But I have a hard time picturing Joe Manchin actually mounting a presidential campaign with the No Labels group or some other group, whatever. I don't know. I will also say this, um, a sidebar to this conversation. The possibility of third-party candidacy is right now really dangerous to what the next election is going to be. Trump, in most of the nationwide polls right now, is leading by a handful of points. RFK Jr., in one poll that came out last month, he could pull 20%. Now, who's he going to pull it from? That's the question. But 20% so they vote for him. Manchin, if he were to run as a no-labels candidate or as an independent candidate, he would pull some numbers. If the race between Biden and Trump is as close as it looks like it's going to be, a third party. Now there there are third parties out there. There's that Marianne Williams. There's um, I should know. There's two or three who are just sort of always in the race. But if you get a significant third party candidate like Joe uh, Joe Manchin or uh, RFK Jr., that could be that could be easily be the difference between Trump and Biden. And I don't know who who will benefit. But when you're talking about a race that is real really close, you know, four or five point difference. Somebody pops in, picks up five, six, ten points. RFK Jr., according to the one poll, 20 points. Makes a gigantic difference. It'll be interesting. It, it certainly will be, and we'll be uh, covering it. And if we're really lucky, our friend Candy will get us to cover it live and direct from the Chicago National Convention. That would be awesome. We are still uh, we're still hoping on that. i got to call Candy and keep our friendship moving here during the next couple of months to see if we can get her to get us a, a good spot on Radio Row. All right, so uh, Manchin is in January. He begins his winter tour. I may see if he can if I can get him on early in January before he begins his tour, or maybe even from his tour. That'd be kind of fun. Because I'm like, I just, I don't quite still understand exactly what he's going to do. Oh, he's homeless politically, Howard. Well, he's politically homeless, I know. 
but uh, I think I think you're right. I see him in some kind of a big bus or Winnebago, like you said, something like that, traveling the country. So he pull up into a into Bel Air, Ohio, as an example, and just get out and go up to uh, Denny's Blue Angel, proverbial, you know, yeah. in some other town. Just go, hello, I'm Joe Manchin. Any of you want to talk to me? How are you feeling about politics? I mean, that there is value in that. I, I can see him wheeling in a truck stop, you know, yeah. getting it out. Yeah, yep. So gather around. <laughs> gather around. <laughs> Senator Manchin is here to speak. I'm not making fun of you, Joe. If you listen, I'm not yeah, making fun of all. We're behind you a little bit. This is going to be interesting how this plays out. So Manchin has, has now said in January he begins his two-month tour to test the appetite for his national movement. Will he be a third-party presidential candidate, Bob? Yes. I don't know. Yes. Well, well I, don't know. I think so. I don't know. <laughs> he's still on. I think he's probably – my sense is he might be leaning that way. I was not I think that. he's hoping. I think he's saying if this works, this goes over here, I'm in. If I take this tour and people say, well, yes, Joe, we, we're politically homeless too, but could you lead us to the promised land? I don't know. We'll see. All right, it's 8.30 in the morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. Travel time coming up. Next hour, uh, John McCabe and I have a lot of things to talk about, but we'll spend a good bit of time talking about the death, the death of Hank Meraki. Uh, that's uh, our big story that's coming up in the in the nine o'clock hour on the Friday roundtable. But you look like a leprechaun today. You got your green sweater. Is there a purpose for that? Um, actually, it's our family Christmas weekend. Oh, okay. All right. And Jenna told me they're all taking pictures, and they all have everybody but me. So they want uh, they want me to dress like a Christmas person. All right. Well, you look a little Christmassy. Bill Bryson coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Good morning, I'm Rebecca Little with a look at your morning headlines for this Friday, December 15th. As the Life Hub prepares to open its winter shelter tonight, hopes are high that they can move forward to become a year-round 24-7 shelter. Project Hope physician Dr. William Mercer would like to see a portion of it devoted to respite care. He says there are a lot of roadblocks preventing the homeless from getting into skilled care facilities and sending them home from the hospital when they live in a tent could be disastrous. He says a respite care section of the Life Hub could save lives. He also says nursing homes are far from ideal for homeless people. He says the nursing home staff is used to caring for the elderly with dementia or heart conditions, but a 26-year-old in active addiction is a bad fit for both the staff and the patient. He says respite care within the hub would be a very huge help. Thursday marked one month since the deadly five-vehicle crash on I-70 that killed three adults and three students. That crash involved a charter bus carrying Tuscarora Valley High School band members who were heading to a conference in Columbus. When the National Transportation Safety Board first arrived in central Ohio, they said the semi-involved crashed into an SUV carrying a teacher and two chaperones before slamming into the back of the bus. The NTSB says the preliminary report on the crash will be released soon. Continuing coverage for you, the former BGJ Sumner Jones Army Reserve Center in the Clater neighborhood of Wheeling will soon be owned by the city. Senator Shelley Moore Capito issued a statement about supporting the National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal year 2024, which included several provisions. One provision was requesting the Army Reserve building be given to the city to use for the betterment of public safety. City Manager Bob Heron says all of this is part of Wheeling's improvement. The building is in good condition and will require almost no renovations. Heron says this project was spearheaded by Assistant City Manager Bill Lanham. The property will officially belong to the city once the bill is approved by the House and signed by the President. 
That was a look at your 7 News headlines. Have a fabulous Friday, everybody, and a wonderful weekend. Word brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. The holidays start here at Kroger with a variety of options to celebrate traditions old and new. You could do a classic herb-roasted turkey or spice it up and make turkey tacos. Serve up a go-to shrimp cocktail or use Simple Truth wild-caught shrimp for your first Cajun risotto. No matter how you shop, Kroger has all the freshest ingredients to embrace all your holiday traditions. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With Kroger brand products, you can make all your favorite things this holiday season. Because Kroger brand's proven quality products come at exceptionally low prices. And with a money-back quality guarantee, every dish is sure to be a favorite. These are a few of my favorite things. Whether you shop delivery, pickup, or in-store, Kroger brand has all your favorite things. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Travel day for the Mountaineer basketball team. West Virginia makes its way to Springfield, Massachusetts, and tomorrow it takes part in the Hall of Fame classic game against the Minutemen of UMass. As to who will play for West Virginia, well, that still remains literally a question. That's because the NCAA came out yesterday and said despite a judge's ruling in a Wheeling Federal Court earlier this week, that if a student athlete does participate in a sport over the next 14 days, that would potentially cost them a year of eligibility if, in fact, the NCAA prevails in the ongoing legal case. So whether or not Raekwon Battle or Noah Farrakhan play in the game tomorrow is still unknown. What about the University of Massachusetts? Well, we can tell you that they are currently 5-2 and two on the season. They've got a familiar face as their head coach. It's Frank Martin, who used to coach at Kansas State when Bob Huggins was there. And another familiar face on that UMass bench. None other than Brett Nelson of St. Albans, the former standout player for the Red Dragons, most recently had served as the head coach at Holy Cross. Defensively, they're solid, they give up 72 points per game, and they score the ball well at 83 points per contest. And, similar theme, they have a big man that will match up against West Virginia's big man, Jesse Edwards. We invite you to join us here tomorrow on MSN. We begin at 5.30 with our tip-off set to go at 6.30. That is today's Mountaineer Report. It's brought to us by Kroger, the official grocer of WVU Athletics. I'm Tony Caridi on the Mountaineer Sports Network from Learfield. My name is Mike Campsey. I am an interventional cardiologist and the chief of cardiology at Wheeling Hospital. I think the value of HVI in this region is tremendous. We offer such a wide spectrum of services from prevention to intervention. We're going to get the patient in as quickly as possible. That's the most tremendous benefit to the patients in this region is we, we're here 24-7, we're available to see somebody. Hi, this is Stacy Spry from Spry's Mail Center Plus. It's that time of year to get your packages to your loved ones for the holiday. We send UPS, FedEx, DHL, and the United States Post Office. We're also the official shipper for Ohio Valley favorites like Patsy's Pizza, Figaretti Spaghetti Sauce, Jebbia's Fruit Baskets, and Coleman's Fish. Just give us a call and we'll make all the arrangements. As always, we do copies, faxes, emails, scanning, mailbox rental, and much more. 
Once again, we're teaming up with WKKX for Letters to Santa, so have your kiddos stop by with their letters to read on air by Santa himself. For any shipping or office needs, call me, Stacy Spry, at 304-232-1885. And finally, thank you for giving my family the pleasure of serving you and your family for over 14 years. Happy holidays from all of us at Spry's Mail Center Plus. We're jingling your bells all holiday long. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. FM 98.1 and 97.7. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. I'm a traveling man. Made a lot of stops all over the world. And in every port, I own the heart of at least one lovely girl. Well, temp has not changed a bit since we started this morning. 33 Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 28 at the Highlands, 20 in my backyard in Elm Grove, and still 29 here, Bob. It uh, is up to 30, Howard. 30, all right. 30 degrees here. Only one that's changed. 30 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Going to be sunny high around 50 today. Same thing for tomorrow. Rain comes in over the weekend. Could be pretty heavy at times during the weekend. Do be aware of that. And maybe, just a maybe, uh, could turn into some snow or snow showers uh, early next week. So we'll be keeping an eye on that. Put your Storm Tracker 7 app on your phone and uh, and check that out. It is... Uh, Frigid here in the studio. I don't like to always be complaining, but man, it is cold in here. Jeez. Of course, you got a well, you got a sweater vest on. Do you feel cold in here? I'm always cold. Okay. All right. Well, then. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to hang out in here then. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't hang out. By the way, Bob, at least for right now, mm-hmm. we've got our one single festive thing in the studio. We do. It's Mr. Bryson. Bryson. We just thought, <laughs> we realized we have nothing to represent Christmas in no this. No green, studio. no red, nothing. Except you. You may have to stay here for a while just to I be just our walk around and just to be our official out. Christmas uh, Christmas person. How are you? Good. Well, the girls uh, all have pictures of themselves in. Um, Christmas attire, and they, Jenna's got all these hats and stuff. And they said, "We don't have a picture of you. Uh, can, can you dress, you know, festively tomorrow?" And so we said, "Okay, we'll do that." So, and um, our Sally's family always has uh, Christmas at the cabins every other year, and this is the year, and they're going to do it this weekend. So, I'm ready for Christmas. So you're ready for yes. Christmas. All right. Yeah. Um, you just get back from Texas. Just got back from Texas. I, I Deep in that the trip. heart of Texas. Yeah, and we played that song uh, from the, <laughs> we had the University of Texas Marching Band's uh, album, and um, we played that. Um, but, yeah, I love that trip. Um, we did it two years ago, probably do it two years you know, from now, probably 25 again. But we started out in Dallas at the uh, Gaylord Texan. I could just hang out there all during Christmas. <laughs> you just, just stay there. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's festive, and it's just really, really nice. And then from there, we used that to go to South Fork, the old Dallas ranch. And we had a tour and dinner over there. That was nice. Next morning, over to um, Fort Worth, and we saw the uh, Longhorns. They marched them down the street twice a day. Stopped at the Kennedy site, um, and everybody got out for about a half hour and kind of toured that. That was uh, that's always interesting. You've been uh, there a lot of times. You see something new every time, or yeah, grapevine. We, we we like grapevine, and then Waco is that magnolia, Chip Gaines, and that that whole thing. Especially the ladies like that one. Um, and then we had arranged for uh, two uh, two nights in um, 
San Antonio, and the first night we were going to the Marie Osmond concert. Wow, and Marie got, Osmond, there's a voice from the past. Yeah, so we get there, and... Steve, How was she? Absent. Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah, we got there in the... Uh, uh, it's, it's dark, you know, thinking, this, this doesn't feel right here. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't feel right. So um, I'm like the last one over across the street from the, where the bus dropped us off, and people are coming back and saying, it's canceled, it's canceled. So um, I happened to look up at the marquee, and it had uh, Mannheim Steamroller, December Oh, 6th. I love them. I Get love Mannheim t- Steamroller. I had never uh, uh, been in, in a, at a concert where they were, and um, said, okay, we probably should do something. Let's go to the – Riverwalk tonight and give them an hour or so at the Riverwalk. And then um, tomorrow we've got our riverboat tour on the Riverwalk. we got Alamo. But tomorrow night then we'll try and see if we can get tickets for Mannheim Steamroller. And they, we did. And uh, Marie did us a favor. <laughs> uh, people loved it. It, it. it was a great tour. First, Like I said, first time I'd seen them. Um, one of the things that really— They were here at the Capitol a number of years yes, ago, and I saw—we went and saw them. A yeah. handful of people didn't go because I, we saw them, um, and we're going to do something else tonight, and that's fine. Uh, but um, uh, the thing that really amazed me, uh, there's a guy named Chip Davis. He is the mastermind. He's the mastermind of the whole thing, right? Uh, right, yeah. exactly. He, and he had a musical friend back 40 years ago when they started— but back in the mid-70s, they came out with a song called Convoy. Oh, I remember Convoy. Convoy? You remember Convoy, Bob? Yeah. And uh, first of all, I'm thinking, why? why McCall. Some guy named McCall? C.W. McCall. C.W. McCall. Yeah, Very good. good. Yeah. yeah. C.W. McCall. And um, my dad loved that. He was in the trucking industry, and they loved that <laughs> song. And I hadn't heard it in 30 years. And they played it, and I couldn't get it out of my head. And, Who, you know, Mannheim Steamroller played Mannheim it? Mannheim Steamroller played it. That yeah. seems weird. Chip Davis convoy the song chip davis Mannheim steamroller so they kind of tied it all together and I, I thought that was really kind of amazing um but th- there's a lot of cb lingo in oh there. yeah you know they're talking about shaky town well that's los angeles because of the earthquakes <laughs> okay and of course this convoy is moving across the country and it's 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 make it's a made-up song obviously um cw call mccall is not a real person C.W. McCall. He's not? Was, no. He was the name that the uh, buddy of Chip Davis used when he recorded the song. Really? Yeah. So there is no C.W. McCall. I remember Convoy. For, oh. It was a big hit. Yeah. 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 And then uh, Smokey and the Bandit came out about the same time. Maybe one was, I think Convoy might have been first and uh, Smokey and the Bandit came out later. Smokey, I think, got a little bit more attention because uh, Burt Reynolds was in it. And Jackie Gleason. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, that was kind of a throwback to the mid-70s. And, uh, <laughs> and of course, it got a great great concert by Mannheim Steamroller and learned a lot about Chip Davis. Too, I just not, so. would not have – if, if, yeah. if you had told yeah, me you were going to see Mannheim Steamroller, I just not – I would not have thought Convoy would have no, anything no. whatsoever to do if with we, that kind of concert. We said, here are a thousand uh, song titles. Which one do you think they would – you'd never pick it. You'd just never pick it. And it just say, hey, that was their, their com- kind of, I guess, coming out party and – you know, then they went rolled that into Mannheim Steamrollers. Oh, that's cool. I, that is that's new information. I mean, that's that's fun. Yeah, so all in all, good trip in Texas. Very good trip in Texas. Uh, yeah, and uh, like I said, if uh, if you missed out on it this time, uh, we won't do it again twenty four, but we will do it in twenty five. So you um, kind of every other year, and uh, yeah, yeah, and we keep adding things. We didn't do a concert last time. We added one this time, and we're at Drury's on the Riverwalk, and that's always nice. You got the, your dinner and your breakfast included there and it's right in the heart of everything on the river walk right in the heart of texas yep 
Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I just keep feeling need to sing that this and, morning. And I don't know. Grapevine. Every time I go, we've we talked about Grapevine on the on the program here before, but Grapevine, they build themselves. They're the ones who do everything right. Yeah. It seems like it. <laughs> and uh, the, uh, they claim that they are the Christmas city of Texas. And what started out as this little town of Grapevine has grown and grown. And I can remember going over the last 10 or 12 years and you know, they had a little bit of stuff in Texas, and, you know, uh, okay, the heart of the Christmas city of Texas, eh, maybe not. But each year I go back, there's more and more and more stuff. And this year they were really decked out for Christmas. Um, the first day we were there, we rode through the city of Grapevine on the way to, like a, I think, an entrance ramp to, an, I think, uh, uh, interstate going over to Fort Worth. And as we went by the visitor bureau, I, I told the driver, hey, stop here for a second. <laughs> and um, our, we have a friend down there, Heather Egan is her name. And she's like uh, uh, I don't know, one of the um, representatives from Grapevine. And she's given us a pretty in-depth look th- at what Grapevine does. And I've brought it up at the CVB meetings and all that. And she actually came out and got on the bus and talked to the people and welcomed them to Grapevine, told them what they were doing. I had, you know, really a nice little stop that we hadn't even even planned uh, but they have just really done a great job. Uh, and I think we had a wrap-up meeting for the parade yesterday. When the streets all get finished and the, the town is all refurbished and ready to go, I think maybe not only the parade, but the whole city has an opportunity to do what happened when uh, Festival of Lights first came out. Mm-hmm. We could be grapevine, the grapevine of, uh, of West Virginia. We could be the Christmas city of West Virginia not just the parade, but all the decorations and everything we do. If everybody kind of got in, we t- spent a good bit of time talking about that in the chamber yesterday. We could, we've kind of, the city has kind of lost the, the Ogilvy Festival of Lights has grown and is still huge, but there were a lot of spinoffs of it in the beginning, and I think a lot of that is kind of faded by the wayside. Downtown was, of course, downtown had more at, in the, back at the time, but downtown was more alive, more decorations, more displays. Communities were much more decorated. Uh, we've kind of gotten away from that. We're a whole city of lights. Festival of lights still strong, but it's not quite the way it was. Yeah, and I I see that coming here. Uh, it's probably not going to hit it in 24, but in 25 we're already talking. You know, like best parade ever. You know, cities back parade. You know, see if we can't get the Mountaineers back, band back, uh, and really a good opportunity for everything Christmas to happen in downtown That'd Wheeling. That's actually a great and idea. And I think you could still bring in that whole spirit with uh, Center Market, you know, where's the parade route going to end up eventually? We're not even sure about that. And kind of gather that all in and see if we can't take a, uh, a lesson from Grapevine and maybe Wheeling should be, could be, the Christmas capital of the I, Valley, I, the Ohio Valley or West of, Virginia. Makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And, you know, that first year especially, I mean, you could – you could wind that parade through the whole city and not the whole city, but I mean, downtown and down to center market. And I mean, I think, yeah, that would be a, that would be a great, uh, there were some good things that happened because we got such a late start on the parade. Some things that maybe didn't happen as well, but one thing that had to happen was communication. And we said, boy, we did a good job. And Jody and Leanne, um, everybody didn't get a message that there was going to be a meeting prior to the parade. Everybody got a phone call mm-hmm. and, um, even our parade um, float distributor, uh, it wasn't I, – I think I had more exchanges, email exchanges with him in that three-week, four-week period 
than I have in the previous 30 years. <laughs> and I, we realize he can do some of the things that we're asking him to do if you have more time. And if you ask him to do it. Yeah. And, and the, the correspondence, uh, and again, it's changed hands over the years. Every time there's a change in uh, at the chamber, you know, he's got new people and all that. That should stay with us. You know, he needs to know Bill and Leanne and Jody and the chamber, but we can't just let that go. We've got to stay on top of that, and we did this year and uh, learned some lessons, I think, in in what we need to do going forward. So we're we're really excited about even next year's parade, whether it ends up being the same route or. So are you are you are you going to keep the reins again? Well, um, thirty eight years. It's now Jody Carter, Jody Coleman. Um, she's now the official parade chairman. Um, so you've hung it up. I, the title, at least. The title, yeah. The title. And I'll still be around. I'll, I'll do as much as I can, as much as they need me to do. And I, I'm not going anywhere. Just uh, um, We, we kind of timed it so that when the city was done and the parade all geared up for a new parade, that would be the time to make the change. So that's what we kind of kind of based it on. I'm going to shift gears here for a second. Um how, how did your Nashville trip go? And I asked that because it was right around the time some of those tornadoes were going through Tennessee. You didn't have any problem with that? Don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, I say that because they're there right now. Oh. We went. Well, that was last yeah. week. Was, we went, so, we okay. got in after the, the bad weather went through. That's, uh, okay. I think it was um, uh, it, it was about an hour from Nashville when those, the, where, where the tornadoes really right. did, did a lot of damage. Um, but Jennifer left on Tuesday, and they come back tomorrow. Uh, and from everything we hear, it's a, it's a you know going going very well. I just I thought of the, of your trip. I didn't know the timing of it, but I I had seen some pretty terrific horrific storms surrounding the Nashville area. I didn't know if it hit Nashville or not. Yeah, the, uh, the gate they've got a Gaylord property just like we had in Texas. There are five of those Gaylord properties. Uh, one's in Orlando area, uh, one's in uh, D.C., and one's in Denver. Um, the ice show, if you remember the ice show, the I ice remember show that very well. I, I, I mean, you um, told me about it, I haven't yeah, seen it, but yeah. yeah. The ice show is back, and um, uh, although we're not going to do Texas next year, they had the Grinch uh, as, a, as their theme this year. Um, the uh, Polar Express is the theme in Nashville. Now, we will do Nashville again next year, so we've already held dates and everything on that, so that, that ends up being a uh, a popular trip too and uh, we've done that every year for the last maybe 10 years so if you're thinking about christmas next year maybe you missed out on one of these nashville is still going to be on the agenda for 24 well i've never never mm-hmm. taken the trip but i understand i mean i hear really good things about it. it's a really good trip yeah it's um uh the ice show is just incredible uh, is that where studio b is studio b is in nashville, nashville yeah, and yeah. that's part of our our trip too we th- they were there already this week and uh I remember the first time being there, just incredible. Uh, they actually play songs. from. This happened like right here in the studio or something, and they would play the song from Roy Orbison, let's say. And I remember Who recorded it right there in that studio. Yeah, yeah. And you, they play a few bars from one of his songs and all that, and you just think you're right there. And, of course, the, uh, the tour guide was excellent. We get to the end, and they play um, a song from Elvis. And they said, this is, a, this is the piano he played it on, and it's um, uh, Are You Lonesome Tonight? Mm. Uh, she turns out the lights. She said he always recorded about midnight. Really? Yeah. I don't know why, but so anyway, well, strange, lights so. are out, and he said, "Now, if you listen right near the end, and I'll kind of point it out to you, uh, you hear a bump, 
Elvis bumped his head <laughs> on, <laughs> on the, the microphone, microphone. The dark, he couldn't see it, <laughs> and they left it in there, and uh, then they played that. Can you hear that? Oh, yeah, yeah, and it, it just, you, you're there, you're there in the you studio. You told me it, it's almost it. ghost-like, you almost feel yeah. like the ghosts of, of these performers yeah. are there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, we, we, inc- we include that, we do the Country Music Hall of Fame and Studio B, but the Studio B tour is, is one of my favorites. And again, you'll do it again next year. Yes. So for folks who are looking to, it's always a Christmas time, right? Always in December. Uh, yeah, and I think the girls already have the dates blocked for twenty-four. Um, before we, we've got about five or six minutes. We got time, but I, I always like to take a minute or two, especially right now. We're now a little more than a week away from Christmas. Um, there are still time to get uh, some gifts of travel, and I am particularly thinking about. Uh, Pittsburgh uh, shows, the, the Broadway-style shows, the, the Pittsburgh Symphony. You have a lot of those one-day Pittsburgh things that would make a really nice, simple, easy, get-it-fast Christmas gift to give someone. Right, and we've already uh, produced two or three certificates for people giving gifts of travel with their name on it, with the person they're giving it to, their name on it, and then what the actual trip is. But uh, there are some shorter trips, longer trips. we got a lot of cruises next year. We also have some shorter trips and then the one-day things in Pittsburgh and uh, a lot, lot of the different things to pick from. So if you want to take somebody, you know, wife or husband, uh, you can pick a, a, a trip that maybe they would like and, uh, you know, make that, a, make that a Christmas gift. So, yeah, and that's a, that's a great idea. And we like doing those little things you can wrap up, maybe put it in a – envelope or a, yeah because you want i mean it's, it's one thing to say well i'm giving you a a cruise or partial cruise or whatever but you know saying it doesn't quite cut. yeah you want you, want, you, 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 want you can't put that under the tree so to speak right. i mean the show is fiddler on the roof is february um, if i were a rich uh, man let's see uh, motown the philly sound is in june uh, glenn miller orchestra is in may my Fair Lady, um, Mamma Mia, March 26th. Uh, that's a really, really... I love Mamma Mia. I, I do, too. I do, too. Um, and then uh, uh, there's, there are, I think there are going to be a couple of uh, Gateway Clipper trips. Gateway Clipper trips are always popular, and they weren't ready. Uh, so they don't like to work as fast as we do, but um, <laughs> they're, they're going to be some of those as well. Uh, Tony Bennett's in Sugar Creek. Uh, that's another another good one. But if if it's just, if, if it's just a one day trip, and these are all under isn't $200. there a? I don't. I might be wrong. Isn't there a Sinatra uh, tribute or a Sinatra performer or something like that up in one of the Pittsburgh shows? Maybe I'm wrong. I have it in my head, and I could be completely wrong about that. Yeah, we got Gershwin. We got Glenn Miller. We got uh, <laughs> Tony Bennett. We got all, we're hitting all around it. Everybody but Sinatra. Okay, I, so I, I don't know. I just Sinatra, I guess I just dreamt it up. I made it yeah. up. Okay. Well. And of course, you got baseball. You I was going to ask you, what about sports? You have several good sporting trips. Yeah. Uh, for the longer trips, we have our spring training trip, and that's in March. Uh, four four games. We we'll spend five nights, and we're back on the beach again too. So uh, even if you say, "Hey, look, my husband likes baseball. I really don't care. I, I just like to go to the beach." Hey, it can be the same <laughs> trip can cover both. Uh, and we got Pirates at Yankees. We got Tigers and Rays both at the Pirates. So we three Pirate games. And then we like to do that Chris, or, uh, um, uh, the porch down in uh, Tampa Bay, Tampa Rays uh, in, um, uh, in uh, Central Florida there. That's, a, um, that's always a lunch on the porch, we call it. And uh, that's always a lot of fun, too. And our summer baseball trip is going to take us to Atlanta, Houston, the new stadium in Texas, which will now get us back up to the full 30. And we got a minor league game in Montgomery, the Montgomery Biscuits. And then uh, we're also going to spend a night in New Orleans. So if you haven't been to 
uh, New Orleans. You get to see that as well as some of those other attractions. And uh, hopefully we'll get to stop at Bucky's. Bucky's. Bucky's, Bucky's is a um, rest stop on steroids. <laughs> Excuse me? Okay. And I remember – I don't know, Bob. When I, I've never yeah. thought about taking a trip and saying, boy, I hope we get a really good rest stop to stop at. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we only had about 15 minutes to spend at Bucky's uh, when we were in Texas uh, two weeks ago. But uh, they said, man, this is an hour stop. <laughs> this is – and we had souvenirs from Bucky's and all that. Now Bucky's is expanding like crazy. I can remember when there was only one between Houston and Dallas, but now Bucky's. I think they're even talking about bringing uh, put one in uh, in Ohio. Really? Yeah. No trucks allowed. Uh, buses are okay. Cars are okay, and the place will be packed. It's it, it's just really <laughs> really cool. A little phenomena going on right now. But baseball, you could again, you could buy a just a plain three dollar baseball and. You know, put the message, the date or something on it, do a nice baseball thing. We also have opening day with the Pirates. Um, that's, I believe, April 5th. I think Baltimore's coming to town. And another sports trip we have is the West Virginia-Ohio State basketball game, uh, January 30th, and that's up in Cleveland. You're doing the Duke Mayo Bowl? Yeah, yeah, that's right. We are doing the uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl, and we're playing North Carolina, and that's going to be the 27th. I think the plan is to go on the 26th. Stay the night of the 26th, night of the 27th, come back on the 28th. And I, I believe six ninety nine is the price on that one, too. So we've had some interest in that one. And uh, bowl games are always tough, but I tell you, bowl games are always really exciting. Fun, yeah. yeah. You're wearing your blue and gold, and you're part of the Mountaineers on a national level. And um, if you're interested at all, and uh, give us a call. We still have some seats left for the uh, West Virginia game. All right, so uh, it's still time to get some of these ideas for Christmas, a little gift-giving. You can wrap them up. You can make things fun. You want to give... Uh, Tickets to Mamma Mia, maybe a CD of Mamma Mia along with uh, just all kinds of ways to make it fun uh, and then to give a gift of, of travel. So for uh, all of your needs, give Uniglobe a call at 232-517. I, you know, I used to be able to rattle that off, and now I keep getting you confused with the <laughs> symphony. I, I do not know why, so I pause every week, yeah. 232-5171. Bill, listen, good to see you. Uh, happy holidays. Uh, I will not see you again until after Christmas, so okay. enjoy your uh, have enjoy your holiday. Enjoy your yeah. festivities today yeah, your weekend, cabin yeah. and so on and uh we'll get together again uh, uh close to the new year you got it all right uh bill bryson uniglobal high valley travel it's about nine o'clock here on abc john mccabe and i kicking the news around next we about to go a hunting bear because we got great big As police search for four of the suspects, the Danish Prime Minister...